Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Let's Get Real. You're listening to Brenda and Ashley, and today we're switching things up a bit. Last week, we gave you a glimpse on what to expect out of our podcast, but today we're switching it up. We're going to talk a little bit about our situations, our stories, things that we've gone through, things that we feel, just so that you know who who we truly are. We're answering some questions, but just to remind you guys, if you have any questions or topics for us, hit us up on Instagram. You can find us at Let's Get Real, the podcast. Yes, hit us up, DM us, ask us questions. We're interested to know what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. So first question. Who's Ashley. It for? Okay, yeah. Ashley, let me ask you a question. What would you say is your most embarrassing moment? I already know this off the top of my head. <laughs> I have two. This one is an easier story to tell. I don't know if I've told you this. Did I tell you about the bulk barn story? Oh, no. Do tell, do tell. Okay, so pretty much this was, oh, my God, like first year of college. I think I was 18. I was broke as fuck. I was working at Staples. And I was working 14 hours a week, going to school, paying for bus fare. I had no money. Like, I was so fucking broke. So, pretty much, there was this really cute guy that worked at Bulk Barn, which was <laughs> right across from my Staples. And my friend worked there, too, right? So, she was always like, Ashley, you need to come by one day and come, like, see this cute guy, blah, 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 blah. It was, like, this, like, tall black guy who was just my type. I was like, oh, my God, like, I got to go see him. And um, one day, I went to go visit her at work. We were talking. She's like, that's him. That's him. And then I wanted to talk to him. So I was like, let me just buy something so that I can have an excuse to talk to him. My friend, our plan was for her to take a long time with the customer so that I would be in his line. Right. So she was stalling. And then she's like, "Okay, go, go, go. So I was like, "Okay." So I go to his checkout lane and I buy a Laffy Taffy. It's (laughs) it's 21 cents. Is 21 cents. I remember eating Laffy Taffy's way back in high school. I never even fucking liked Laffy Taffy's because they make my teeth all sticky. I just wanted to buy something that was cheap because I didn't have money. I couldn't afford candy, right? I was broke. When I tell, I wasn't, oh, anyway, so (laughs) I go to his checkout. I'm buying the Laffy Taffy and I insert my chip and it says, (laughs) (laughs) it says insufficient funds. You know, like what it says in short form. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. It didn't say not approved. It said insufficient funds. So I was like, oh my God, fucking kill me. So he's like, um, it didn't go through. So I was like, "Uh, just, uh, can we try again? (laughs) So we try again. I do it again. I don't know why the fuck I did that. And didn't work. It just it did not approve. And I was like, holy fuck, get me the fuck out of here. And then he says, it's okay. Times are hard. You can have it. And I was, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I would have rather of him just been like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. The pity is what got me. That's hilarious. The pity got me. I was like, fuck. So I had to walk with my head down. And then I never went back again. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. 21 cents. Jeez, yeah. 21 cents. That's not even enough for bus fare, girl. I was struggling. I'm telling you, but I was getting paid like two days after All so right. you know when you're like yeah the day before you get paid yeah, yeah that's yeah we've all been there tickets. it's fine you know at one point in your life we've all been broke oh my god broke so as hell so bad though okay so, so brenda the next question is for you and i'm asking you what's your worst retail experience what's a horror story working Jeez, i have so many i don't even know where to start oh gosh Shitty retail experiences. Okay, I have a lot, but I'll tell you one of the most recent ones. Mm -hmm. So I work in a place where our policy is a little bit strict. I feel like a lot of stores nowadays have a very strategic policy. Mm -hmm. Anywho, this girl comes. She's trying to return something that she got as a gift, okay? Mind you, 
where I work, our store policy is if you don't have no type of proof of purchase, mm-hmm. there's not much you can do. You can just pretty much just go a size up or go a size down. And so this girl comes to me and says, I got this as a gift. I don't like it. I want to exchange it for something else. So I tried to explain to her, like, okay, I get that. Unfortunately, like, there's not much we can offer you on store level other than exchanging the size. So she has no receipt, right? No receipt. Okay. And she goes to me, she's like, well, I don't like this product. Like, it's I don't want it. problem. Right? <laughs> like, what? Like, it's not my fault that Stacy gave you a shitty-ass gift. Like, mm-hmm. and second of all, it's a gift. Yeah, just take just, the L. Right? Like, mm-hmm. you didn't put any money whatsoever into mm. it. Just keep it. Re-gift it. Freaking pass it down to your family. I don't care what you got to do. But, like, don't be salty about something you didn't purchase. Yeah. So she comes to me, and she's like, well, I don't want it. I'm like, okay, well, I get that, but... There's nothing I can do for it. Mm-hmm. And to the point where she kept going and going and going. And you know, it's one of those things where you're just like, okay, I hear you. I'm listening, but I'm telling you the same thing. There's over nothing and over we and over can again. do. I put my head down. Does this bitch not say, uh, look at me when I'm talking to you? <gasps> I was oh. like, <laughs> mind you, there was three other people oh my God. when I was working and bitch. they were all like near me. So yeah. they go and they look at the lady like, what? Did this girl just I would have lost my shit. I would have gotten right? fired that like, day. Like my thing is like, don't be rude. Yeah. I get it. You're not happy with it, but don't take your anger on me. Like, take your anger out on Stacy, whoever the hell gave you that gift. Just as much as you don't care that you don't want it, mm-hmm. I don't care whether or not you like it. That's not a me problem. That's a you problem. Wait, so what did you say to that? Did you look at her? Or did you like it? I obviously looked at her. But oh I was like, my God. One of those where you're like looking, but you can tell that you're pissed off. Like yeah. you want to roll your eyes, but you're like, bitch, okay, what do you want? Oh my God. So stupid. People Have you I ever you, lost it on someone? Oh, yeah. 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 Especially those people who are shoplifters. Oh, those are probably so fun. I would have so much fun with those. So question for you. Mm -hmm. What's the worst thing you had to put up with when dating? Um, Okay, so in the last episode, I talked about that nine-month situationship. And that one had so many different moments. I think, okay, so I think there are probably... Oh, there's two. Okay. So one of them was... Oh my god, you're gonna laugh when I tell you. By the way, um, so one of them was the nudes, and pretty much I was at dinner with this guy, and it was me, him, and his sister. He was gonna show me something on his phone, and there was a fucking picture of a girl's ass, and he just went oh, <laughs> and like scrolled through it, and like that's old. Damn. And I knew it wasn't old because it was in his camera roll and it was fresh, but I just didn't really say much because we were with his sister and i just met her maybe that the week before and i just never brought it up because i was too shy and i felt like do i have a place to bring it up we're not even official yet Mm. i could have brought it up and i should have but i didn't but that's not even it that's not even it it gets worse the worst thing i think was valentine's day and my birthday rolled around right Mm -hmm. so there's this new movie and it was called i don't know but it came out on valentine's day yeah it was the 17th of February. I remember this vividly because this is the day that we ended things. It was the 17th of February. And first of all, my birthday, he did not wish me happy birthday until 7 p.m. Damn. I'm thinking I'm going to get a midnight call, midnight text. He's on Facebook or Messenger. Message. He's on Facebook Messenger online. Damn, he knows my birthday. Cold. Said nothing. A, did not plan anything for Valentine's Day. Mm-mm. Didn't bring it up. B, did not wish me happy birthday until 7 p.m. I was so upset. I had to watch the movie Dope because I was so depressed. And I was like, I need to distract myself. So I watched this shitty movie. And then on the 17th, I see him. We're watching a movie at his house. 
and we see a commercial for this movie and he says oh that wasn't even a good movie and i said what movie and he's like this one and then i look at the previews and we're watching a recorded show it says coming out on valentine's day so i'm like when did you see this movie yesterday you were busy today you're with me that means you would have had to see it like on valentine's day or on like my birthday and he's like oh oh yeah um i saw it no i saw it like with my friend i was like with a friend who do you go to see movies with on valentine's day and he's like oh my my friend um he said sarah i know her from tennis and i i let it slide and then we ended up just like ending things like five hours later over something else that's the shitty thing you know i felt so stupid when you're truly like feeling someone you see like these these signs and you know but you're just like you know what it's the red flags don't ignore them i ignored every red flag i'm thinking oh maybe it is his friend sarah from tennis (laughs) and you know what's funny i knew his ex's name was sarah but he didn't know that i knew that oh my god i hope he doesn't listen to this (laughs) i will kill myself I will literally want to die if he listens to this because I didn't change the name. This is why I've heard of these things where you should Google the person that, not necessarily Google them, but like... Do your research. Do your research yeah. on this person. Yeah, I agree. I know guys will say this is why girls are so psychotic, but Mm-mm. honestly, sometimes you need to do what you need to do. Yeah, exactly. And I, <laughs> I can't believe I just talked about that. Oh my God, I should have changed the name. Okay, so yeah, that was the worst thing I put up with when dating. So the next question is for you, Brenda. And this is, what's the hardest decision you've had to make in your life? Ooh, okay. I'd go with most recent. Um, I was juggling two jobs. And it was hard because the job that I was working at, this is what I kind of saw myself doing. Like, I always told myself, this is what I want to do. This seems right. Mm -hmm. So when I went through the whole interview process, um, I was like, this is it. This is is what's going to let me leave where I'm at and finally find my happiness. I was wrong. Mm -hmm. I was wrong. I tried it out. And this is why I always say try things out because it's happened to me where I'll think that I want to do this and I try it out and I'm like, whoa, this is not for me. Yeah. I've changed paths even when I was younger. I always told myself, I want to work with kids. I like kids. Really? I want to get into, right? You don't even Me? want kids. I fucking hate the children. Fuck? <laughs> so, oh my God. and then I did a placement and I was like, Mm-mm, this is not for me. Like, yeah. I'm not into this. And then I was like, okay, I want to do this. I feel like this is good for me. I want to get into like banking. I want to get into finance. I feel like I'm really good with that stuff. Yeah. Tried it out. That was not for me. (laughs) And that was probably the hardest decision because knowing you want to do something, trying it out, and then seeing, shoot, like, this is not what I was It's even like dating. Right? It's like when you went out with that guy that you were friends with and you thought it'd be great and it wasn't. It was It's disappointing. The hardest thing is probably having to decide whether or not that career job is for you Mm -hmm. or just staying in your comfort zone and, you know, finding that this works for you. It's scary. The thing with that is... If you're settling and you're just in your comfort zone, you're not really growing. And that's what I've noticed with myself. Mm -hmm. You're not exploring things. You're not challenging yourself as much because you're comfortable with where you are, Mm -hmm. which doesn't allow you to seek opportunities. Yes, because you're just there and it just keeps going. Same thing every every day. There's a lot of hard decisions in life, but I feel like that's the most recent one is me having to decide between career and comfort. 
hard yeah, decision. Yeah, I understand that because it's one of those where you're like, I don't want to regret this. What if this was my exactly. big break, you know? Which is why I say always try it. Try yeah. it before you put it down because the worst feeling is knowing what if mm-hmm. rather than knowing that wasn't for you. It's exactly. disappointing, but at least you know, okay, I tried it. It didn't work out. That's not for me. Yeah, I agree. All right, next question. What is your worst first date? <laughs> So if you are here and you are subscribed to my YouTube channel and that's how you found this, you would have heard this, but I'm going to share it again. So pretty much I went on a date with this little white boy and (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I didn't have to say that, but he was a little white boy and um, he, oh, if you guys are just finding this, I am black. So he was one of those guys who kind of fetishized black women and I met him at like Frosh Week. And he was telling me how much he loves black girls, how much he wants a black girlfriend, how he loves our culture and how all his friends are black and they think he's down because he listens to Vibes Cartel and Collie Bud. So he was just like very cringe in that sense where he would not stop talking about culture. And I was like, okay, like chill. Do you like me or do you just want a pretty black girl? It was so weird. Anyways, we went on the date, get into his car. It's fucking filthy. It's disgusting. There's crumbs everywhere. You put your hand like you rub your hand on a surface and there's crumbs and dirt on your hand the freaking stick shift is filled with nasty junk clean your car man it was disgusting that's one of the biggest turnoffs it by the way guys turn ons and turnoffs episode coming soon so other than that in the back seat there was boxes it looked like he was living in his car i don't think he was but it looked like he was turn off number one over there then we go we're going for coffee he takes me to tim horton's Okay. Even though there's a Starbucks right next to the Tim Hortons, he took me to Tim Hortons. Honestly, I fuck with Tim Hortons. Not nah, on a first nah. date. That's fine. On a first date. It's that's just tacky. No, that's tacky. Take me to Second Cup. Take me to Starbucks. Don't be taking me. Honestly, I think, no, Tim Hortons is $1. I fuck with Tim Hortons. I fuck with Tim Hortons. I don't fuck with it. And even it. if I did, I would not fuck with it on a first date anyways. So we go to Tim Hortons, doesn't open the door is awkward he gets a full-on meal for himself and i get one little raspberry lemonade he's eating like a pig he's chugging his extra large coffee all over his face he has food on his face then he goes on to tell me about his ex he starts crying over his ex not even joking he literally started tearing up over his ex because she cheated on him and i'm like yo what are you doing with me why why what am i doing with you then he's like he was he was a hot mess he was about to ball his eyes out over his ex and then he starts telling me that he doesn't hang out with girls unless he's getting sex out of them and that's why he goes to hang out with girls he doesn't want anything else so he's just finding rebounds that's what he wanted and i was like that what the fuck then after all that he tries to kiss me mm. even though i wasn't giving any signs at all i was not giving any signs i wouldn't even look at him when he was talking it was disgusting it was the worst date of my entire life message me four times after that i ignored every single message and then i had to message him and be like yo i'm not interested you're a nice guy, but this is not it. And he's like, yeah, I wasn't feeling it either. Lies. After four Lies. times being ignored. Okay, sure. It was a mess. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was my worst first date. Okay, so Brenda, the question is for you. And this question is, what's the craziest thing you've done? Craziest thing I've done. Okay, this is one thing that <laughs> it's actually really funny because it's also what made me get my first job. Oh, okay. So I was very reckless uh, in high school, college. No, this was like high school days. Mm -hmm. And so one of my closest friends, her grandparents had left to go to Portugal. And they gave her the key so so that she could get the mail, 
water the grass, you know, that kind of shit. And um, you threw a party. <laughs> oh, my God. We had the idea of like, OK, let's throw a party, but let's just do it very low key. At mm-hmm. this point, this was also when I wasn't really dating. I was kind of like, I guess. Hoeing around. Hoeing around. <laughs> and I was uh, talking to this one guy and I was like, OK, yeah, you know, come over, come to this party, bring some of your boys And my friend brought, you know, a couple of her friends. It was going really well. We had drinks. We had, and mind you, this was when we were underage. Oh, yeah. So we weren't even legal to drink. So some of our friends at that point were legal. They brought the alcohol. They provided. Shout out to you people. Also, I remember my sister's friend's boyfriend. Mm -hmm. I also got him to help me buy some liquor. Oh, my God. Because I didn't know who else to ask. Because I have cousins who are older, but mind you that i just didn't think of that i don't know why the fuck i didn't think of that but anyways we threw this party everything went well to a point where we started to smoke outside in the backyard okay and the neighbors oh no (laughs) yes these fucking nosy ass neighbors i'm telling you oh my god came out was like listen you guys are being too loud keep it down or we're gonna call the police ew what assholes right she said that we didn't really take it seriously. Obviously, we kept it up, kept the party going, mm-hmm. was loud as hell. Then she said, "I'm call. I called the police, so you better clear out." Snitch. All right. So at that point, we're like, "Fuck." We're and this, we were worried because we were like underage, and we're like, "What the fuck?" Like, oh, if the police comes, yeah, like, I forgot that was first a of all, thing. that's a noise complaint. Second of all, you're underage drinking. Like, there's a lot of things there's that can fine. go wrong. Fine. They call your parents. So we're like, okay, let's all like leave. Let's walk around and come back and recollect ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we did that. We walked around in the neighborhood. We were doing our thing. And uh, this is why I tell people, do your fucking research on people. So the guy that I was talking to, I don't know what the hell was going on there. But anyways, he was with a friend. We were all kind of, you know, doing our thing. When we come back to the place, we noticed that there was a person in there. We're like, what the fuck? Who is this? There's no way the police went in. A new person? Like a stranger? No, like from the lights, like from the window, we saw that there was somebody inside the house. What the Fuck. but we had locked the door so we're like what right the fuck so we're looking we're, we're obviously scared at this point because we're like who the hell is in there yeah we thought everybody was out yeah and then we noticed that the back door was kicked open <gasps> yeah it was like f- broken the frame of the door was fucking broken oh my god was fucking broken oh i think i remember this story yeah it was really messed up oh my god anyways long story short it went bad because then the next day we were trying to think, okay, how the fuck are we going to fix this? It's a broken door. Wait, wait, wait. I need to know who broke in. It was the fucking guy I was talking to. And on top of what? that, like they were searching for shit to like, I guess, take. To steal? To steal. Oh my God. Where'd to you steal? meet this guy? <laughs> I don't even know. Oh my God. But yeah. And then he had like a person come with a car <gasps> and it was fucked up. It oh was really fucked God, up. But the, fucked. the next day was the worst thing because we didn't know what to do. We were probably like 16, 17. Oh, no one had jobs. Trying to figure out how are we going to fix this door? How are we going to even leave this place without being able to lock the door? How are we going to explain this to the grandparents? Like, what the fuck are we going to do from here? It was a hot mess. And we ended up saying, okay, you know what? We'll figure it out. We have friends. They could probably fix the door. At this point, I had a cousin who was working in in construction. And I was like, okay, he could hook it up. Then when I mentioned it, he was like, no, there's different type of construction. There's roofing, demolition. (laughs) I'm like, okay, can you help me out or not? And he was like, "Mm, no, like, I don't know how to like fix a frame of a door. So what'd you do? (sighs) You told the parents. So we ended up telling her parents. And 
Oh, God, it was really hard because then after her dad was like, oh, I'm going to tell your mom. Because at this point, we've been getting into a lot of trouble. Mm -hmm. And I guess that was his point of like, okay, nah, like I I have to talk to your mom. We got to fix this. He had told me that he was going to tell my parents. Mm -hmm. So me being that person like, okay, he's going to tell my parents. Let me get to them before he does, because it's better to hear it from me (laughs) than to hear it from a parent. Do I not go to my mom and tell her, hey, listen, I tried to sugarcoat it so it didn't look as bad. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, me and some friends, we had a little party. We had a little bit too much to drink. And already that was bad because she was like, what the fuck are you you drinking? But I was like, I didn't drink as much, but we invited people who clearly didn't know how to handle their liquor. Things went a little wild and Sophie kicked the door open. Oh, my God. I don't know to this day if she actually believed that story because if I were to think about it and my child were to tell me like this person kicked the door open, like what? What do you mean this person? Who just the, kicks right? the door? The yeah. Fuck? Anywho, she was a little pissed off, but at that point she's like, "Well, you know what? That's your mistake. Yeah. So you got to figure it out. Oh my God. Get a job. Do what you have to do. Pay for that. So who paid for it? That was like the first. F- I, I well, I, at that point I got a job, and then my first paycheck went towards fixing so that's what literally made you get your first job yeah because i had no money (laughs) oh my god that's so sad yeah so it was really fucked up long story short if you're gonna throw a party know who you're inviting and oh my god it was a shitty shitty i didn't know that was why you got your first job that's so funny yeah that sucks i know and my first paycheck had to go to a fucked up door i'd be so mad yeah oh my god anywho next question what is the worst, what is your worst moment and in a point in which you felt like you're ready to give up on life? Oh my God. There's two. Okay, share. Do share. I'll go over one of them really briefly. I think that my breakup, which was exactly a month ago, actually, exactly a month ago, that was the hardest moment for me those first two weeks. Those first two weeks were hell. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to leave my bed. I was a mess and I literally felt like, the world was ending. It was very dramatic for me. It was a lot to take in. And that was that was definitely, that was one of the hardest things I've ever gone through in my life. Breakups are really They're really, really tough, bad. especially when it's your first breakup. Yeah. Your first real it, breakup. Oh, my God. It was horrible. It's still something that I'm processing and I'm still going through. It's gotten a lot better. But those first two weeks, like, you couldn't talk to me without me crying. It was terrible. Um, but the other moment I feel like I was really ready to give up was when... I moved out of my parents' house. It was everything leading up to moving out. So once I was out, it was okay. But I didn't really move on. I didn't really move under my circumstances. I was kind of forced to move in a way, but not because it was my decision. I pretty much moved because I decided I didn't want to be in school anymore. And that was the ultimatum of living in my parents' home. So I felt like everyone was against me. Everyone was trying to talk sense into me. Everyone thought I was making a mistake. Everyone was like, you're stupid. What are you doing? No one wanted to help me move. No one was really this. there for me. Just my mom was there for me like like nothing else. She was there for me. But trust me, it was really hard because no one agreed with my decision. So I just felt as though it was me against everyone in my family. And it was fucking terrible. And on top of that, I have a huge life change. I'm moving out of my parents' house. I just dropped out of school. I just quit my job. And it was like, what is happening right now? Everything's changing. My life was upside down. And it took me about two and a half months to adjust to everything. And that was That's just tough. recently. Yeah, November is when I really started to fall into the rhythm of things. But it was so hard. It was it was tough. Oh, my God. 
That's tough. Honestly, though, guys, if you don't know, Ashley here lives on her own, Mm -hmm. lives in Toronto, and that already, if you guys know, living in Toronto is really tough. It's tough. It's tough because... Everything's more expensive. It's expensive. Mm Mm-hmm. And just in general, living in Toronto is not something that a lot of people can do on their own. Yeah. It's not something that you can just, you're living with your parents and you just change and you're like, okay, I'm completely on my own. Yeah. Because things are rough. Like food, housing, everything is expensive. And this is coming from someone who I have always had everything handed to me. My fridge is always filled with every food you can think of, hundreds of options. My parents do things for me. They gave me weekly allowances. You know what I mean? I always had it all. Mm-hmm. So to have everything and then be completely 100% self-sufficient it was a huge, huge, huge change. Yeah. Because now I'm paying for the dish soap and I'm paying for the shampoo. My mom used to replace the Q-tips every week. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She would cook dinner every other day. You definitely don't like, little things. Think of. So I was so spoiled, and then I just had a reality check, and I was like, "Whoa! I have to do everything on my own, down to freaking dusting underneath the air vents. Those are things you don't think about. Someone has to do it. If you don't do it, you're gonna get spiders. So you're gonna get bugs. You know yeah. what I mean? Just dumb little things. I do it all, and it's very crazy. And it was really tough to kind of go through all of that alone. But yeah, that was tough. that was definitely the hardest thing that in the breakup. So the next question is for Brenda. And this one is, what do you think is your worst quality? Worst quality. Mm-hmm. All right. I've been told by a lot of people that uh, my worst quality is that I give people more. I love people more than I love myself. Mm. In a sense where I'm always a type. If we both know we did wrong, I'm always talking about my wrongs. I'm always talking about where I messed up or the things that I've done. And I'm not really looking at the other person as well where it's kind of like 50 50 i always put myself down Mm -hmm. and i don't know how to say no to people i always try to give people the benefit of the doubt and i'm always giving more than what people give back Mm. so this goes in everything like even like my relationships with my siblings like i find that i always do more than others and so it's expected of me to do these things versus them being like okay Brenda's done so much what can I do to help her yeah I know what you mean and I don't know how to say no so Mm. even though I have 101 things to do if I know you're in this like if I know you need my help if you're struggling I'll try to find where I can cut in my necessities things that are doing for myself where I can help you I feel like that's definitely my worst quality i guess people would benefit that in the sense of people around me yeah but i guess that's also why i don't uh give myself the the worth that i should yeah but it's also important that you have the right people around you because the right people won't take advantage of it yeah but when you have too many people around then it can get really bad because then they start to take advantage of you and it's not fair yeah i think that's the worst the worst quality is not knowing how to say no and giving people more of my time than they give back Mm -hmm. and i'm not trying to say where oh i scratch your back you scratch mine because there's some things that i don't expect back you just want energy to be reciprocated right my time i'm not expecting you to give it back Mm -hmm. but i want you to value that i have given you my time okay yeah that's fair that makes sense that's probably the worst quality okay uh next question for you is what is the proudest moment in your life I know I just said this was the hardest moment of my life, but I think 
everything that led up to me moving out. So not necessarily moving out, but being able to kind of stand up to my family and be like, this is not what I want to do. I don't want to go to school. I don't want to follow this path. I don't want a nine to five job. I want to be a full time fucking YouTuber business owner, work on my side projects that are not out yet and take on everything that I love as a full time career. I think that was so hard because it's very fucking risky but it was so worth it. And it's honestly the moment that changed my life and made me so proud because I was like, damn, I really did this. Like, I really went up to my parents who are not easy going. They are very strict parents. Very, very strict. Yeah. They paid for my education. That's another thing. Having to go to people who paid 30 grand on your education or whatever it might have been. It wasn't easy, but I was so proud of myself for being able to do that because I kind of just woke up and realized like, hey, I'm not living my life for anyone else other than me so why am I acting like it why am I trying to please people when at the end of the day who's gonna live with this decision me I'm gonna be going to my nine-to-five job being miserable so that's the hardest thing honestly I feel like a lot of us do things to make another person proud yeah or do things that we think people will be proud of Mm -hmm. and sometimes that's not the case like you don't want to do for example i know my mom ever since i was young she's she's a psw so she's Mm -hmm. into nursing ever since i was young she always told me get into science science is great Mm -hmm. you know it's good for you i never wanted to do that when i think it's grade 10 is a mandatory year that you have to take science after yeah. that it's kind of like your you're choice. done you can, yeah. i was done with it i'm like this is not for me i hated it blood all that kind of yeah. stuff just gives me like ugh, the heebie-jeebies i hate it so it's hard to know that this person wants this for you and it's a person you care for mm-hmm. and you love and you don't really want that i find a lot of people do things just to make other people proud yeah and that is not the right and that's thing what do. i was doing and that leads to resentment because yeah. 10 years down the line you hate your job and you're like well my parents didn't fucking force me to do it. they didn't force you because you have free will to go up to them and say i don't want to do this is it going to be hard yes is it going to be a big conversation is it going to be painful absolutely but they're going to get over it like yeah. i said those first two months were the hardest months for me but they've all gotten over it they ask me about things I have going on they keep up with me and everything so now the whole it's like I don't know if you know Gary V but Gary V always said you have to suck the poison out of a situation and then eventually everyone's going to move on Mm -hmm. it's so true everyone's moved on and now I can look at my apartment that I pay for on my own at my fucking silver plaque on the wall and all the things I'm doing and be like okay I did this and I'm proud of myself yeah so 100% that's the proudest moment for me then the last question is for Brenda and this one is where do you see yourself in five years oh that's a very good question i couldn't answer this for myself Jeez. i'm glad it's yours five years all right this is something that's a very common question in interviews too oh yeah obviously if you if you listen to the first episode you know that i'm in a relationship it's going to be three years very soon and definitely the best relationship i've had in terms of knowing what a relationship is about mm-hmm. a lot of big steps mind you i have dated before but this probably is the most serious i've gotten yeah he's met my family he's met friends and those are things that i didn't do necessarily with my other boyfriends so where do you see yourself in five years (laughs) i know i gotta carry it on okay let's just let me just be straight up where do i see myself in five years all right so five years i'm 25 this is i'm 30 years old oh my god you're gonna be old as bitch i know god 30 so scary 30 30 year old me would hope to have her own place own or rent i'd hope to own in Mm -hmm. five years especially how crazy the market is oh my god the sooner the better 
Uh, hope to have my own place. Probably be engaged. I don't know. I don't know if I can make that kind of decision. <laughs> yeah, it's not up to you. Um, but honestly, the biggest thing is having my own place. Yeah. Having my own place. Having something that I enjoy doing. Career-wise? Cur- or? Career-wise, okay. yes. And not just doing it just for the show, but actually loving what I do and mm. also finding myself. Because mm. obviously we know who we are and what we want, but there's a difference between knowing what you want and having it. Like doing what you really care exactly. for. Having fun with it. Um, and just being happy, I guess. Because 2019 was definitely a tough year for me. It was hell for definitely a lot of Definitely a tough year. Hopefully, here's hoping to 2020 is a better year. And here's hoping to 2025 is the greatest year. Yeah, honestly, I have a lot of hope for 2020. I feel like it's going to be, as I always say, a very transformative year. This is the year that you kind of build up to the things you want to accomplish. Yeah. So when it comes to five years from now, I mean, tell the people, do you want children? Uh, Okay, this is tough because (gasps) this is... Have you changed your mind? What? Have you changed your mind? About having kids? You said you didn't want them. No, because this is a thing. So I tell a lot of people I don't want kids. I I think it's also because I work in an industry where I see children all the time. True. And mind you, I also have a younger brother who is in that process of becoming a teen. So I've seen toddlers. Mm. I've seen teenagers. I've seen kids getting into the teen life. And I don't know what it is, but I just feel like society and generation has changed a lot. Yeah. It's really tough. It's really tough to educate kids now mm-hmm. and to make them know you know and appreciate certain things and when i say this is because i see a lot of parents who have kids and i say this all the time i feel like people should definitely take tests in order to know whether or not they're capable of being I parents i agree and i feel like i'm at that point where i'm kind of traumatized because i see certain parents and i'm like no yeah what you're the not hell? fit what you to doing? be a parent exactly yeah so i want to know Right now, I can't see it just because I know that's not something I see myself doing. I want to know that when I do decide that I want to have kids, I want to have the time. I want to mm-hmm. have the time to be there for them, to educate them, to to make them grow in a good environment. Because yeah. the, the economy right now is just very hard. No, I get what you mean, though. You want to provide for them mentally, emotionally, financially. Exactly. You want to make sure that they are stable and living in a stable household. And it's not you're struggling to make ends meet and they have to suffer because of it. You want to be ready, right? Exactly. And I yeah. feel like if you're thinking of having kids, it has to be in a moment in life and where you feel like you've accomplished a lot you're you're happy where you are you have the time right now I'm working a lot I don't have so much time so I just don't see it in my life right now yeah five years from now if I'm at the same point I don't think that will happen but I'm open to it if it were to happen I'm not the type to for example I'm not too fond of abortions I'm not saying that it's not allowed to yeah, happen. Yeah, to each their the, own. Exactly. Yeah. Based on the situation, you make your decision on whether or not that's the right decision for you. However, I always told myself that once I'm 25, I'm financially stable, I have a job, a yeah. proper job. If I were to have a kid at whatever point, I wouldn't go to that yeah. state. Especially if I'm living on my own. Yeah, then you kind of have no excuses. It's like, it, exactly. it's a little selfish in a way if you really, you, you have no reason not to raise a child. Exactly. You just don't want to. Then it's like, okay, well, you could have prevented this and you didn't. 
I agree. I think that children is something that it's really, really, really subjective, and it all depends on your situation, your relationship, and all of that. So you can't really say until you're in the position to know whether or not you want one. And honestly, just the thought of kids is really scary. I don't like children, but I want children. (laughs) Not just making, like, not just them growing up in front of you and teaching them things but also like the whole stage of it going through pregnancy having your belly so big honestly that's the biggest but it's beautiful nine months the closer i would get to the nine months of me having to pop that child out this is really real oh my god how does that happen yeah what like i'd just be traumatized it's crazy i'd be scared but honestly it's it's the miracle of life okay (laughs) okay but that was the last question that was those were really good questions yeah. things that i didn't even know about you i know same i same and even that story i forgot how that went i don't think i ever got the full story of the the door yeah i'm traumatized i don't think i remember it's funny because for new year's my parents my parents took a trip and i decided to do a party at my place and oh, i was very brave. skeptical i was very skeptical but i i grew up more than than what I was when that whole situation mm. happened the first time. Mm-hmm. So I knew, okay, don't invite strangers. Make sure they're people that, yep. you know, you, you're friends with. Exactly. And that was fun. It was okay. Um, nothing broke. My friend did right on my wall. Oh, my God. <laughs> but whatever. Um, it's fun stories. So don't forget, guys, if you want more stories, topics, questions out of us, you can follow our social medias. So the main one that you guys should probably reach out to us on is our Instagram, Let's Get Real the Podcast. We also have a Twitter page if you want to tweet us questions or tweet us stuff that you want to hear. Feel free to hit us up on Twitter. Uh, our Twitter is Let's Get Real Pod. We have a YouTube channel that will be posting highlight reels, probably behind the scenes eventually, some episodes on there. And that YouTube page is called Let's Get Real Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Let's Get Real. Make sure to stay tuned every Monday for a new episode. You can listen to us on anywhere that you stream your podcast. So that includes Podcast One, Spotify, and the podcast app on iTunes. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one. And we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.